This is the Raising the Nuts podcast with your hosts, Jody and Trevor Savage. Hang out with us every Wednesday for about 45 minutes. Come for the laughs, stay for the deep conversations, and enjoy the show. This is part B. It's Thursday. It's Thursday now. Oh my gosh. So it's really just Wednesday. Yeah. Five seconds after we said the ending of B. (laughs) This is how you do things in podcast land. So we're going to pick back up here with our conversation that we had on where we were at. I think I was going into my breakthroughs that I had. Yes. Or my thoughts about Your discoveries. About yes. Yeah. So, and then we just have more conversations. I think I even went on another rant. So, plenty of information in this second half. Yeah. Hopefully you guys <laughs> enjoy having two episodes this week. Yep. Enjoy. Okay. So, so here's how? here's what I found. Okay. I loved Saturday so much. The whole day I loved. Yeah. I, I play two hours in the morning. Didn't go particularly well, which is whatever, but which seems to be the case anytime I want to get for to play. poker in general in September so far. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a weird month so far. Uh, I've done well in terms of big blinds, so I've done well at the lower levels, and then every time I I have action at the higher levels, I seem to lose pots, and then the game breaks immediately, which is frustrating because the vast majority of my time is spent playing the smaller stakes games, and then you get bigger action. And you lose a pot and then the game breaks. So it's you don't get a huge sample size. So it feels very crappy, basically, just because mm-hmm. there's nothing you can really do about it. Right. You know, on the opposite end of that, when things go really well in those short samples, it's like it's great because you win a, a big amount of money in a smaller period of time then. So it's, you know, it's just part of the way it goes. But that day was great just obviously from getting out and being outside and doing things with you. And I just loved it. But I, I found that. Whenever I have something like that, I have a, a bad coming down from it. Right. And I know that it's because of the way that my brain works. And it's how people who are very all or nothing type. Mm-hmm. Uh, all or nothing is the best thing ever because it was a song by O-Town, which is a great <sighs> song. But besides that, <laughs> I'm a, I have a very all or nothing personality. Yeah. And obviously the last six months I've been all poker yep and i love it obviously you have? <laughs> and i love the grind of it and everything and i but but i know that when i start to have some time off it makes me not want to do anything with that at all and i just want to do other things mm-hmm. and so if i have you know a stretch where i go do something like that on saturday then the next day i just don't even i'm like i'd rather just take off and just do some other fun stuff that whole day right. and then the next day and then the next day it never adds up like that because i obviously always end up coming back to grinding but when I come back to grinding, I'm like, ugh, like, you know, I don't have that same enthusiasm for it that I normally do. So this, I and I know, I think in the past, I would just accept that this is how I am. Mm-hmm. And to a point, you do have to accept that because you have these personality traits. You can't just change everything about your personality or change these things overnight or easily. But you can recognize that that's how you feel. And then become something different mm-hmm. over time. That's what how change works. But it's it's hard. It's like when you're programmed to think like, okay, I'm either all in or I'm not. And that you have to always be on when it comes to poker. You always have to be on when it comes to this other stuff. That's really challenging. And especially what happens is when I go and do something like Saturday, it often coincides like... Having Shake Shack, having that burger in my hand, I was like, yes, this is amazing. <laughs> this 
is a delicious burger in my hands that I'm eating. And I'm like really enjoying the moment of eating that burger. We also don't get to eat burgers with buns very often. Exactly that. <laughs> and then like we got to dinner and, you know, generally speaking, just going to take in way more calories than you'd normally take in. Right. I'm going to get probably less good sleep that night. That messed up my personal training a little bit too. Yeah. So <laughs> when it, it, like living your life like that often is in conflict with this strict regimented achieving of goals. Right. And so then it, throws that off like then the last couple of days since that time it's it's felt hard for me to get out of bed mm-hmm. and I got just I have to like really force myself to get up and I move slower and like I still go through my routines but it's not that enthusiasm with the routine it's like oh my god I have to do this right now yeah. I have to do this. whereas when I'm in that completely on state I'm doing these things because I'm like yes this is great I'm waking up I'm ready to get up like I'm like jumping right. out of bed and like excited about that so it's hard to balance those two things. And it's just, again, it's something that you just have to kind of work with. Like, because in my mind, the way my mind works is like, okay, I'm going to go as hard as I can, enjoy as much, enjoy it as much as I can. Cause I do enjoy it. That's the thing is like, if I'm not going hard, I don't enjoy it as much. Mm-hmm. Like I can't just play 20 hours of poker a week and be like, yeah, this is great. Like I, that's not how I work because inevitably in those smaller sample sizes, you're going to have more, swings and things like that that tend to bother you Mm -hmm. whereas when i just know that i'm playing all these hours it's like it's there's no i can't lose there's no like i'm i'm flappable right so i need to in my mind what i was saying is like oh yeah i'm gonna like pour myself into poker for as long as i want to and then when i'm done i'm done and we'll have enough money and we'll be able to just I'll, i'll find other things that i can do for money if i want to and we can i can have the Saturday that we had will be every day. And that's the new thing that I kind of pour myself into where it's just like, yes, I'm, it's not that I don't. And like, I enjoy, I find things that I enjoy, obviously during these stretches of poker mm-hmm. outside and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just hard to, to find that balance. Yeah. For an all, for an all or nothing person, finding a balance is the hardest thing. So, yeah. That's my my diatribe. I feel that. Is that? The, I, I think I say no. diatribe all the time. Why? Yeah, oh, we did this not, before. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. Not it's not a thing. It's not it's, a problem. No, it's. Oh no, it's a thing. Wait, was that the word that I used in the lost episode? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I I said that in the lost episode that 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 got the one that got lost, the one that didn't get recorded. I said diatribe, and then we looked it up, and I was like, nope, that's not that's not it at all what I was trying to say. Yeah, I forget. Diatribe was like a. Because then I also said something in the episode where I was, and then we looked that up. We were like, like, we were on dictionary.com. Oh, diatribe is a forceful and bitter verbal attack against someone or something. Okay, so on this week's Jody's, Jody's Diatribe, <laughs> that's how we should be using it, right? No, I wouldn't say it. The Diatribe of the Week? No, it's not a bit. I don't bitterly attack anybody. I'll do that. No, I know. You're not a, you're not a bitter attack it's just, person. It's just a frustration thing. Understandable. Like how I'm getting. A hundred texts right now from one of our children huh. asking me to please just answer me. We should be on Do Not Disturb. It is on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> I need to not look at it. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I can't figure out what the word that I was looking for there is. My... Tangent? I guess tangent. It's but not a tangent, but, you know, just like a... My spew. Yes, a speech of some sort. Okay. There is a word for it, and it's like right here on the tip of my tongue, and it's just not. Yeah. Well, on the tip of your tongue... Tell me about virtual schooling. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. Would you like to preface this with some things? Preface it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Uh, 
So preface it for everybody who gets butt hurt. I just want to say. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We, do, we, do we need like a, can we have a little segment thing? Do you have like a little Jody's <laughs> rant of the week? <laughs> no. No? No. Okay. Okay, sorry. Uh, so I'll preface it by saying that I know the teachers are doing the very best that they can. And I have no animosity towards any of the teachers. And I can't even imagine what it's like to try to teach kids over the computer. I have, you know, the utmost respect. Empathy, too. I empathize with them greatly because I could never do it. I couldn't be a teacher in a classroom, let alone trying to get kids to pay attention in an online setting. With that said, and I don't know if this is all across the country or if it's just our district. I have no idea. My only experience is with our district. So Cam's in the middle school. So she's in fifth grade. But um, so she's not actually like changing classrooms per se just yet. Like she will next year where she has a bunch of different teachers. But she does have more than one teacher this year. She's no longer in a setting where she just has that one teacher all day long and then maybe sees a special teacher or whatever, like art, music, whatever. So now she has a teacher who teaches language arts and science. And then she has another teacher who teaches math. Then she has a digital design class, which is like a 3D printing class. So she's a teacher for that. And then she has her special, so gym, gym teacher and art teacher. Well, they don't use one specific system. One teacher uses a Google Meet classroom. Some of the other teachers use Zoom classrooms. Some teachers use a Zoom link. Other teachers make you put in the code and password each time. They have different Zoom links for different periods, even though it's the same teacher, same class. So there's like links and codes all over the place. And then if you use Google Classroom, there's a stream on the main page where they put the information. And then there's a classwork tab where they can find like stuff for each day. Well, the stream is what you see when you open it up. And it is literally a stream of stuff, just words everywhere. And so as a person who cannot focus, it makes it extremely difficult to try to wade through all that and figure out where they're supposed to be. It hurts my brain looking at it. Have you seen it? Yeah, I'm a person who can focus and it hurts my brain. It's so over-the-top confusing. I don't understand why they don't have one cohesive method where they just click it. If they're going to see that teacher, they click this link. Boom. Done. Maybe they have to have two separate links for, like, science and language arts because it's two different classes, same teacher, but maybe different kids are in it or something. Because I know they do, like, she'll have different students in her math class than she has in her language arts class. So maybe it's like that. I don't know. But then... She has a, they broke the math class down into two groups. So now there's a new link for that to go into a Google Meet. So there's just nothing that's cohesive across the board. When I log into therapy, I go to the same page every single time. There's a, it, the page is literally, it says, pick your therapist. It has their face and their name and you click on it. They're across the page. It's nice and simple. They're not small. They're blown up big. You can see everything. Boom. You scroll down, find your person, hit the button. Now you're in their Zoom waiting room. This is not like that. Every teacher is using something different. Like I said, she has to use this code. This teacher makes her type in the full code and password for this period. Then there's a separate period where she just put a different pass, like password and code in. Then the other one, she's got two different links that she has to wade through the stream to find where the links are, make sure she's in the right time one. So 
not only does she have to know that she has to be in two different places at you know different times, whatever, she has to make sure she's clicking the correct link, which we've had multiple days now where she's waiting in the waiting room of a different class that's not the one that's appropriate for what she's supposed to be in. And then when the math teacher came in today and decided that they were going to break it down and now she's going to use this Google Meet, that was for 10 o'clock in the morning. So she was under the assumption that she was supposed to go back into that one again for the second math period. But guess what? No. Mm-mm. We got to go back into the other math classroom where we're clicking another link for a Zoom, not a Google Meet. It's blowing my brain. It's unbelievable. I think you just blew everybody's brain out there. It's unbelievable. Like, I don't – Ava goes into her room and shuts the door and does her work, and we don't see her until she's done pretty much. She might come out for her break and whatever. Andrew has one teacher, so he goes into his little link, and he's pretty good to go. This is – unbelievable. And I tried to contact the school and say like, hey, I know that there's some kids that are in the building. Is it possible for her to come into the building? No, only kids in K through four. You're saying because she has an IEP. Right. She has an IEP. So kids with IEPs are allowed in the building to go to school five half days, but only K through four. She's in fifth. So she does not get to go into the building because she would much prefer to be in the building right now. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle to um, and then, you know, they're sitting in front of the screen from 830 in the morning until two something in the afternoon. And then she's expected to do homework after that. Then she has to go back in and, and go through the Google Classroom and find, you know, she's got like six different Google Classrooms that she has to go through and find which one am I supposed to be in. And then to top it all off, the middle school does this very weird thing where they have this day system so that you don't miss any classes. Like if they have off or something, the days just shift. I don't even understand how it works. They always had it. Even when I was in school, it was day one through five. This one, they have like day A one and there's like B six. I don't I don't even know what it is. It is so confusing. And so she has to figure out what day of the week it is based on their weird system that they use and know whether she's supposed to be in art, uh, gym, or digital design. This it's can't go on much longer. Outrageous. So I tried to get her in the building, like I said, but she can't. So they contacted me today and I said, This is what's going on. It's so confusing. It's confusing even for us, so I can't even imagine what this poor kid is going through trying to figure out where she's supposed to be at what time. And she said, okay, well, I can't do anything about what the teachers are doing, but, you know, we can make some amendments to the IEP, like make the homework only 50% has to be done or whatever. So we made that amendment. I'm not telling Did her. Did you ask her for money? <laughs> no, but I'm not telling her that she can that she has that in there. It's just like a fall back for us basically yeah. to know that so we don't have to like stress out or whatever because it's it's so overwhelming it's crazy so i don't know why you know this happened in march we were in school they stopped teaching them in like live in march they've had from march until september to figure out how to streamline the process not only for kids with ieps but for all kids make it simple why do we need multiple links and codes and passwords and like all this stuff everywhere yeah I was going to say, to be fair to them, that they thought that there was going to be a lot of, there was only going to be some kids that were doing the home thing. And then they got told like a week before school started that that wasn't happening. But that's, but I mean, still, you should have a good process. There should have been a plan B and it should be nice and streamlined. Yeah. And I know this is their first dive into like virtual school for real, but there has to be some way to streamline it and make it very simple for the kids. Maybe like it should just be like, basically she should open it up and click period one period two, period three. It should just be laid out. She doesn't right. have to type anything because then there's a code that she has to, a password that she has to put in. You can't type it in. You have to copy and paste it. It will not work if you type it, but it'll work if you copy and paste it. 
I don't know. It really makes my head hurt because I keep staring at it. Tip, tip, tip. Yeah, we yeah. Need tip. Oh, yeah. I, I need, see you're getting I need red. ice water. I got to <laughs> splash my face with water. It's just like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. They're not making it easy for the kids, especially for the kids who can't focus and concentrate. Yeah. So I don't know. Like the child study team, that should have been their whole goal and plan. And maybe it was. Maybe I'm not being fair. I don't know. Like I said, it's no, I I understand that it's got to be the most intensely difficult thing to deal with and try to manage it. But that seems like it should be a no-brainer. Number one, make this very simple for the kids to figure out where they're supposed to be. It seems to me what happened here was that there was a bunch of people who were in charge of planning what was going to happen. And they were still... (laughs) (laughs) Again? Something in my throat from this coffee. You don't drink it anymore. Maybe I won't. (laughs) I was about to make a point that there was a bunch of people... Would you like some water? I got water here. Hold on a second. Well, yours is super loud. All right. Okay. There was a bunch of people Mm -hmm. who were in charge of how this virtual learning was going to go, except for they were stuck at home with their kids and could get (laughs) nothing done. That's what it seems like to me. But you know what? Our principal, mm, she's an ass face. Oh, boy. Yeah. Public, publicly besmirching the principal. Whatever. No, I always think about this. I was going to say about how homework is a bunch of malarkey. Yeah. But I think I said that already in a podcast when we were talking about, remember we were talking about fractions and stuff and I was... (laughs) We Kat actually tangent. had a teacher who said, I don't give homework because there's absolutely no scientific proof that it does anything good for them. Yeah. If, if you're a teacher out there, let me know if I'm wrong on this. Like, wh- what do you think about homework? Why, why do you think homework is so important? Because I think it's a little bit of crap. But also, I think the biggest problem is that kids are made to sit in a classroom and be quiet all day long. And then they have to come home and do more work on top of that. And it just seems like not good. Because first of all, kids, even middle schoolers, even high schoolers, they're not supposed to just sit in a seat all day long. Nobody should just be sitting in a seat all day long. That's not good for anybody. You're like, sit here and be quiet. No, people need to get up and move their bodies and, and whatever. So, um, so to make them sit there all day, quiet, and then come home and, okay, now you got to sit some more and do some more work. It's like... I feel like the robots are going to have a different plan for the kids for, for school. <laughs> I feel like they're not going to make them sit in, in desks and send them home with homework. I think the robo- robots won't assign homework. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. How far on are we here? We've got to be pretty Hour close. Four. Oh, we're way over. Yeah. Oh, we Maybe we just keep talking and we'll make it into two-parter? Then how do we get two rants in? Oh, true. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's been a lot of rants in here. I mean, if we just keep going, you can just split it into two episodes and put it out Wednesday and Thursday. We've never yeah, done that be before. Yeah, like a bonus. Yeah. Bonus type thing. We can do that. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like the rant would be where you would start the next episode. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do we you have, talk about? Do you have more to talk about right now? I don't know. I don't know. What should we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> can we just do a half hour of us saying, what should we talk about right now? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? So, this is, this is episode 59A or 59B? Is that what it's going to be? 59 Ray. 59 Ray. That's a great place. <laughs> that's where I went. That's where I lived at college. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So let me think. What do I? What else do I want to talk about here? I feel like there were some other untouched topics that I didn't get to. Um, I'm well, sure there were oh, plenty. I, I was going to applaud you because, okay. you know, we've continued your meditation streak. So I believe you're now, what, 49 days in? Today was 50. Day 50. Day 50. And there was a day last week. It was one of those. No, it was on Saturday, wasn't it? I don't know what day it was, where you didn't get to do it in the morning. No, it was Friday. 
Because I did it before Twinkle called me. Uh, okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so you didn't get to do it in the morning, which is your normal time that you do it. Mm-hmm. And you still did it at night. So that's great to keep that streak going. Yep. What? Haven't missed a day. And then I found a new app that just, you know, obviously popped up on my phone somewhere. But it was uh, like a kind of like a guided journaling type thing. I said journaling, really weird. A guided journaling type app. So I downloaded it. I'm just using the free trial for right now just to see what it's like. No sense in paying for something that you don't actually want to use. But um, it just prompts you every day. Like, how are you feeling? And then it gives you, so it shows you, there's like a, there's like five faces and you choose. It's really sad up to really happy. And then the next page is, um, they ask you like, which word best describes your mood right now or whatever. And there's a whole bunch of words. It's the same words every day. Not too many, but just enough. And so you choose that and then it says, well, what is making you feel this right now? And then you choose between, like, there's work, there's relationships, there's well, there's a bunch of categories, family, stuff like that. And then it'll say, why is this making you feel that way? So you write a little something about that. And then I think that's the end of it. And then it, it'll track your metrics. But you can also, after that, do um, just different kind of journal prompts and stuff they have in there. So there's all different stuff. And then the app is based around CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And just giving you simple tips and stuff to help manage the day moving forward, which CBT would probably be great for me if I did it. I actually have a CBT book here that I've had for years now because the chiropractor that we're really close with wanted me to read it and try to work on it. It's like a workbook kind of thing. And I actually recently, a few months ago, started to read it and I just never got through it. But I've been reading a lot more recently, so maybe I can finally start to work through it. So what's the app called? The app. Did you uh, say what it was called? I didn't. I, I didn't. It's it's got like a. It's called Jour. How do you spell that? J O U R. Like soup de jour. Yeah, Jour. Like what's the soup of the day? Yeah, sure. Nice. Wait, no, it's what's what's the soup de jour? It's the soup of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've been using that in place of writing anything. Right, because I kind of stopped writing in the journal. Um, so then I, what were you doing? I wasn't, oh, you just just wasn't journaling. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it's been probably over a week since I journaled. Sorry. (laughs) But you've been doing that. (laughs) But I started this. So today was day three of doing this. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting so far and then it'll track everything and it can show you your metrics and stuff. This is a free app or you had to pay for it? You have to pay for it. Which is why I I said, well, I said it's a trial. Oh, okay. Because why bother paying for something? So you don't, the app is free. Mm-hmm. But then if you want to use it, you have to pay. If you want to use the metrics. I guess. I don't know. Okay. I, right now I have a free trial, so everything is open. Gotcha. I don't know what shuts down once you don't have the, like you can download the app. You don't pay to download the app. Then you pay for like a, a subscription to it after okay. that. Gotcha. Okay. See, cool. that's how they get you now. You don't yeah. pay for the app. You just pay for the subscription. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's interesting so far. I don't know if there's other apps out there that are like it. I'm sure there are, but this is just the one that popped up on my screen so i tried it okay that's good you have been doing a lot of reading did you finish the influencer book i did which i don't think we ever talked about yeah so we talked about you finishing it you mean no like reading it yeah you did we did of course we did i don't remember talking about the book on here yes no okay we did we 100 (laughs) percent did i don't remember yes good so you want to talk about a little bit more what do you want me to talk about? about? So we can you can refresh the people who might not know what the book is about and why you're reading it. The book is about like social media uh, 
That was weird, too. Social media? Social media, marketing, managing, things like that. How to, like, progress and move things along. And it was a really easily written book. As in, it wasn't overly complicated. It was good for a person like me who can't focus. I was able to actually focus on the book and read through it. And there's a lot of information, a lot of websites and things like that that you can use to help with metrics and all that stuff. So now I want to go through a second time and kind of write all that stuff down as I go through and, you know, just pull all those pieces out. But lots of great tips on what to do and and how to set things up. And um, it was written by somebody that you know. So, And the book is called? Influencer. By Brittany. Brittany Hennessy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we definitely talked about this because I said about how I worked with her at Rutgers. Okay. I'm, I'm sure we did. I just, yeah. yeah. But that's good. So you're, you're moving in a lot of positive steps for the things that you want to do. Yes. And hopefully as we get more into this schedule and you get more time. Yes. We did talk about it because I remember that's why I had to change. I was hesitant to change all my names, but I had to change them all to one cohesive brand. Yes. So I changed Twitter. Finally, that's the one I was, I hadn't done yet that I had to do. But I did finally change that. I changed my Facebook, Instagram. Then I had to open a YouTube channel. Which That's I next on the way. I love it. Very it's begrudgingly be did. It's going to be great. But same name and then a website. So all that stuff is in progress. YouTube has nothing on it yet. Just like pictures and whatever, but no videos. Coming soon. Yet. And I mean, you talked about actually, you talked about it when we were on Saturday. You were kind of applauding yourself for how far you've come. Oh, yeah. With being able, you know, feeling comfortable on Instagram videos and talking to the camera. And you're getting so much better at all that stuff. And it's pretty awesome to see. It's pretty great. Yeah, the past couple of weeks, I've been uh, more active on Instagram stories, um, like live, not live, but, you know, like actually taking videos of myself as opposed to just showing pictures all day long. Just felt awkward. Felt awkward talking to my phone. Seems strange. You get used to it after a while. Yeah, and like I don't, but I don't want to do it. Like I can't see myself going to the grocery store and like turning the camera on myself and talking to the camera in the middle of the grocery store. That just seems so not me. I can't do that. I don't want people walking past me being like, what is this bitch doing? <laughs> like it's just weird. So, um, so I don't think I'll ever do that. But I could take little videos and then do like voiceover yeah. stuff. But I don't, I don't want to be like in the middle of the aisle and people are trying to shop and here I am filming myself like I'm some important person it's just strange you're so. an important person but I in mean, my life like at least. you know what i'm saying i don't i don't mean like i'm i have zero value and i'm of no importance i don't mean that but so i don't think i'll do that stuff. that's what twinkle said yeah whatever <laughs> f twinkle anyway so uh but now i just have to like i've never really i've never vlogged or anything i don't really know anything about it or what you're so here's the issue with the vlogging too is that we had talked about before, like, oh, we should do a vlog of, like, just our family life and whatever. And so you said, yeah, we should do this. And then I was like, all right. I finally agreed. I was like, let's do it. And you're like, yeah, actually, if we're going to do vlogging, it has to be, like, a real good story to tell. And we have to be able to film it like this and film it like that. So we need to learn more about it. And I was like, what? This is you all the time who says, like, just get started. doesn't matter. Just get started. And all of a sudden you flipped it on me and you were like, basically saying we need to have like a professional reality TV show in order to film a vlog. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm done with that because I don't want to think about vlogging and you do and here you are saying like, no, we can't do this. You were watching way too many Casey Neistat videos and it was setting you over the edge and you were like, everything has to be perfect. That's definitely true. 
So we haven't talked about it in a long time. But now I was saying, okay, well, like, these are the things that we could do. We could do a vlog of Vegas when we go to Vegas. Um, and then I said, you know, like, this is a video that I could do beforehand, but I just need your help. And you were like, okay, that's fine. We'll do this. So we'll I, see how that goes. I think it would make sense that after, once your um, channel, your YouTube channel gets a lot of followers, that we move, like, the live stream and stuff like that over to there. And... But I don't know. I have to yeah, think about it. But that would make sense to do it that way because now, like that, we're, we're going to be getting. I'm getting back into making poker videos once we go to Vegas and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of our live stream. It is us, obviously, but it's like I'm fine doing it on my channel. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I, I either way. Yeah. It's just right now I don't have a YouTube channel to go live from. Right. So there is no live stream on right. my channel because it's whatever. I forgot to mention that uh, August 31st was the two-year anniversary of starting the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Just throwing it out there. It's crazy. Yeah. First video came out September 2nd, I think it was. So It kind of feels like you've always had the vlog. Like it's always existed, even though it hasn't. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. And I really haven't had it for like the last five months or six months or oh, however long it's been. So, so brutal. I'm, I'm thinking that when we're in Vegas, my plan is to play a couple play every hand sessions and make them into multiple videos. Mm -hmm. So kind of get back on the video making train. And then once we get back from there, depending on how things go, maybe I'll take a trip down to Maryland or somewhere like that, that I can just play a session here and there to continue to make, make the content there. Cause it's fun to do, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling more at ease with stuff. Like I definitely know that it's real and I don't want it and I don't want you to get it. And I don't want anybody to get it. But at some point, you know, you have to weigh the pros and the cons as far as mental health goes and not being trapped inside of a house for six months plus. Yeah, for sure. It's just really overwhelming and people are not built for that. You know, like humans are not made to be isolated for that long. You need connections, mm -hmm. many different kinds of connections. That's right. You don't want them to get lost. Right. <laughs> Something I meant to mention that I, I was just thinking about also with the all or nothing thing that I was talking about. Is that now I forgot it again. <laughs> now I forgot it again. What was I gonna say? I don't know. I have no idea. It's just gone out of my head. <laughs> it flew away. Welcome to my life. Yeah, that never happens. Oh my god. I, I walk downstairs to grab something and I stand there and I look around the house and I'm like, I gotta go back upstairs to just try to, you know, jog my memory, and then maybe I'll remember what it was. And I get halfway up the steps, and then I'm like, "Oh, that's right!" And I turn around and go back down the steps and get what I need. I just remember what, what okay. it is. For people who have that all or nothing mindset, periods of transition are the toughest. Yeah. And this is always a period of transition, generally speaking. And now with the virtual schooling, it's even more of one. Mm -hmm. So. When I have this changing changing schedule, when I'm in that routine and I know every day this is what I'm doing, boom, I'm like high. I'm mm -hmm. way up there. And then when I don't have that, what ends up happening is I'm less aware, less present. And then I have like, what is going on? What am I doing? And that sends me off. And Sunday was the perfect example of this because Saturday we had that awesome day. And then waking up Sunday was the first day of NFL football. And Sundays tend to be a little hectic for me always because I do daily fantasy. I have season-long fantasy leagues. I do sports betting stuff. And then I play <laughs> poker at the same time. Remember when you told me that you would never join daily fantasy? Not or, daily I'm fantasy. sorry, 
Fantasy football. You would never join a fantasy football league. Remember when you said that to me? I do. I did that. No, I How said that, right? How many fantasy football leagues are you in now? I'm in three. Oh, three. So never. I will never join that to three. Yes. So the reason I said I would never join it is because I would get too immersed in it. Uh-huh. But I've not never become really immersed in fantasy football. Like You know what my favorite day is? My favorite day is always draft day when you're like, all right, I'll be back soon. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll see you tonight. And you're like, no, 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 no. And then guess what? I see you at night. The draft this year, it was from, I, I left it's, it okay. two and it's I got home at six. 2020 pandemic and you were down the street. Yeah. Normally you have to drive really far away. That's right. And then you're there. You guys are there forever. And then you have to drive all the way back home. To it's be a fair. completely different situation than 2020. We cannot use 2020 as the appropriate drafting scenario. To be fair. It is like one of the few times per year that I see all of my friends. Yes, it is. And I don't have a problem with that. But every year I say, all right, I'll see you tonight. And you're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, yeah, I'll see you tonight. All right. For today's rant, <laughs> since this is part B of episode 59, Jody, tell us how you feel about football season. Oh, I hate football season. I hate all sports. All of them. I can't stand any of them. I grew up in a house with a dad who did nothing but watch sports. If he wasn't watching sports, he was watching some kind of Western movie or something. Sports made me crazy. I couldn't wait. Oh, and he also played sports. So I spent my life on the baseball field and then at home watching sports. And I couldn't wait to grow up and move out so I didn't have to deal with sports anymore. And somehow, somehow, I married someone who loves sports more than my father. I how is that real life? I I can see how passionate you are about this because your your voice just went up like seven notches. Yes, and, and my hands are flying all over the place. You're flying all over. Your eyes are big. <laughs> all right. So what else about football? Is what do you mean? It? What else about? I just don't like it. It's stupid. It's a bunch of guys running around throwing a ball and slamming each other to the ground. It's stupid. At least things have gotten a little bit better over the years. No, it's still I, no, ridiculous. It, no, it was. It definitely got better. You have to give me credit for getting better because oh, I had a oh, sickness. Oh, you. I thought yes. you meant football. No, not football. So they slam into each no. other, but now there's more rules. And I that. had a stretch of like oh, five years please. there where Sundays were untouchable and I was doing football stuff from 6 a.m. until it was 8 p.m. and I wouldn't do anything the out of the house. thing ever. I, you legitimately wouldn't do anything. If there was anything going on that day, I would have to go by myself. So I was taking care of – it was like you weren't even here every single Sunday – all day long, whatever the kids needed, I had to do it. You were just completely checked out. You had, and not only checked out, but you had every TV in the house occupied in the living room. You'd set it up at night, Saturday night, go take every TV from everybody. And the kids would say, can I watch something? Nope, I'm watching football. You had like 10 games going at once. Nobody was allowed to do anything except sit there and watch football if they wanted to or go be quiet somewhere. All right, so I would like to say, first of all, that I'm sorry, because that was a very selfish time in my life, clearly. It went on for so long. It was a lot of years, and I'm sorry. Last year was the first year you didn't do it. That's right. And But you so, played poker instead, so you were still unavailable. True. But I'm telling you, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. It was selfish. I think where it comes from is, like you, when you were growing up, you thought, I'm never going to have to deal with sports. When I was growing up, the, the thing that I, I always wanted, like, it was... Because I love sports growing up. Mm-hmm. And I would always think to myself. Growing up or still today? Still, obviously. <laughs> I would always think, and I was a Saints fan. Mm-hmm. We live in New Jersey. You can't just watch, you know, especially in 1993, you couldn't just turn your TV yeah. on and watch the Saints no. game. <laughs> so I would like, you know, follow any way that I could to, mm-hmm. to figure out what happened. When I grew up, I, I knew, I was like, I'm going to get the NFL ticket package and I'm going to be able to watch every single game. 
So like when I was in college, I would go to the bar and watch all the games on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Or after college, I would go to the bar and watch the games. You know, that's just what I did. Right. And I, and I said, when I get my own place, like when, I, when I'm old enough and I'm successful or whatever, I have money, I have a house. I'm going to get the Sunday pe- ticket package. I'm going to have a million TVs set up and I'll watch every single game. And it's going to be amazing. So like in my head, that was like, this is, this is my escape. It's like my making it, you know, this is like what I've always wanted. So that's why I did it. And that's, and I liked it, but it's, I understand that. And the way I justified it in my head at the time was I, I give like a hundred percent of myself all the time to you and to the kids and to working. And I should be able to have this day where I just get to focus on football. And like, that's, that's the justification I gave myself, but I recognize how selfish that was at, at now. And where's my day? You can have whatever day you want. I tell you all the time, you can take every single day if you yeah, want to do that. It's not feasible. It's just not feasible. Anyway, anyway, the sporting stuff got so ridiculous that we actually had two different cable companies. We had both the packages so that you could watch all sports because you had to have direct TV to watch football, but you couldn't watch local basketball or baseball on direct TV. So then we had to have a Verizon package as well so that you could watch those sports too. So now we're paying for two cable companies so that you could watch sports only. We didn't use anything else on the television. I keep saying television. The kids always say, what is a television? I'm like, please get out of here. To be fair also to me here, that that is my only like escape. You know, like I don't watch movies. I don't like watching movies. I don't watch TV at all. Like that's the only thing that I do. And I don't even do it that much anymore. But that was the only thing that I did as, like, my entertainment, really. Yeah. Um, sports is my, my one entertainment like, source. It was like extremes colliding. You know I'm, why? You know why? Because opposites attract. No, it was extreme. <laughs> it, it was an extreme because I'm an all or nothing person. So I found a way now over the last two years to to scale it back and to find somewhere in the middle. But... And that's the that was like the problem yesterday morning, Sunday morning, is like I'm trying to do this, the DFS stuff and stuff like that while not immersing myself in it completely. Right. And just being okay with, I'm not going to put a ton of hours into this. If I if things go well, it's great. If not, it's just like a sweat. It's fun. But, but I was it's saying, so hard to do. But okay, I was sorry. saying extremes colliding, like I loathe sports. Oh, yeah. And you love sports. And here we are together where you have all this sports stuff. And I'm just like... Oh, my God. Please make the sports go away. It's not even so much about, like, I don't care if you take a day to do things or whatever. It's really not that. It's the sport. Like, I having the football. Actually, yesterday, Andrew came to me for the first time ever. You were in the office, and there's a TV in there, and you were watching football in the office. And I was cleaning up, and he came to me for the first time ever and said, Mom, can you please put the football game on for me? And I was like, no, no. So I had to put the football game on in the living room. And he he always sits. I don't I don't know why our kids are weird because we have plenty of seating options in our living room. There are two full couches and two chairs in the living room where they could sit. And for some reason, they sit on the coffee table. I don't know why. It's like a big coffee table, but it's not comfortable. He perched himself up on the coffee table with his toys and watched football and played with his toys. I was like, no. It was a very proud moment for me. <laughs> but he's watching the Eagles. Yeah, that's fine. He he was rooting for the Redskins to win. So I'm not, oh, not the Redskins. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I did I did right. this yesterday, too. It's very hard to remember. I, see, I didn't even know what they called it. I was like, so You're what's like, the name of the team? And you're like, 
the Washington football team. I was like, so what are they going to call them? And you said, the Washington football team. I was like, there has to be a shorter version of this. Like, you know, you don't call, you don't say the New Orleans Saints or the Philadelphia Eagles. You just say the Eagles or the Saints. So what are they going to call them? And you're like, Washington? <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. Amazing. All right. So here's what I think we have to do. We're going okay. to wrap it up here with telling people where they can find us. Okay. And then we're going to have to go back in. And just record something like the end of part A mm-hmm. and the beginning of part B. Yeah. So that we can do that. So would you like to tell the people where they could find us? Sure. You can find us at, what is our website? RaisingTheNuts.com. And you can sign up for the newsletter right on the main page there. You can also send, um, you can email us at info at RaisingTheNuts.com. But you can also, there's a spot on the website where you can just send a message there. It goes to the email as well. So any of those. Uh, you can find Trevor on Twitter and Instagram at Tremomi, T-R-E-M-O-M-E-Y. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, A-S-V-G Life. And then we have Instagram and Twitter, Raising the Nuts, which I still haven't done anything with Instagram, but we'll get there. I'm working on things. So, uh, yeah. And then YouTube, Raising the Nuts. Yeah. And please go leave us a review so we have something to read next week. We're begging you. Yes, please. If you like this podcast, share it with your friends, do all those things. Yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. And hopefully you enjoyed having a bonus episode this week. Maybe we'll just do this every week. Who knows if we have enough to talk about. (laughs) But um, we'll we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. (laughs) 